0: Thanks for watching NTD Business coming up. Elon Musk, Steve Wozniak and over a thousand people say stop training AI. They say AI has profound risks to humanity. We have the two most popular chatbots compete. Find out which has better advice for influencers if TikTok is banned. Starbucks former CEO in the hot seat sparring with Bernie Sanders over union busting allegations. Senators trying to hold banks accountable if they fail by making executives give back their pay. COVID-19 vaccines harming the U.S. economy and causing injuries, according to a new report. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Don Ma here. On Wall Street, stocks ended higher today. The Dow added 323 points, or 1%, S&P rose 57 points, or 1.4%, and the Nasdaq gained 210 points, 1.8%. Stop training artificial intelligence, at least temporarily. That's what over a thousand very notable individuals want. They are AI researchers, CEOs, and tech leaders like Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak. They signed an open letter. that states that AI could profoundly change the history of life on Earth. The letter said we should plan for these changes, but unfortunately we're not right now. Instead, it says we're in an all-out-of-control race to develop systems that no one can understand, predict, or control. So they want everyone to immediately pause training for all systems more powerful than GPT-4 for at least six months. They want the pause to be both public and verifiable. Not just that. They even want world governments to potentially step in and implement a moratorium. We talked to someone who signed the letter, AI researcher Alexander DeRitter, also a frequent NTD contributor. DeRitter says a six-month pause is necessary. It doesn't stifle AI research as a whole, and it gives the government time to work closely with regulators. AI is a very complex topic. DeRitter says that the pause would only work if every country commits to it. Because if some pauses and some don't, the countries that don't will have an unfair advantage in the AI race. So what are the pros and cons for a six-month pause? We get some experts to weigh in. The executive director of Harvard & Tech, Krisha Lenzo, says AI is like a train on the loose with no guardrails. She supports the letter.
1: AI has tremendous capabilities and it could cause a lot of problems for people, whether it's cybersecurity issues, phishing scams or even disinformation. We really need to get a hold of what is going on when it comes to open source AI, specifically chat GPT, which is a huge problem.
0: On the other side of the argument, a six, po- six month pause could stall progress. We talked to expert Adnan Masood. He's the chief AI architect architect at UST. He has a PhD in machine learning, and he's Microsoft's MVP in AI.
1: AI landscape is highly competitive, and research and organizations from around the world are creating more and more advanced systems. And there is an inevitability of progress, right? Technological advancements are inevitable. They are attempting to halt progress. will only delay the issues at hand. you want to empower the AI researchers and organizations who are already considered uh, deeply concerned about the ethical implications and the potential risk of these advanced AI systems.
0: We also got the founder of Eugene AI Sudeep Roy Chowdhury to weigh in. His AI firm helps manufacturers with their operations. Chowdhury says a six-month pause is not fair and that people should be free to develop the technology without government intervention.
2: What would we achieve by not making progress in six months in this technology, that I'm not sure. What we can achieve by parallelly working towards framework for governing AI-based technology, that part I agree with, and I should work uh, on that as a community.
0: And not surprisingly, not a single person from OpenAI has signed the letter. OpenAI is the leading firm in generative AI. It was mentioned explicitly in the letter we reached out to OpenAI. Moving on, we tested ChatGPT versus Google Bard. Now, with a TikTok ban a possibility, we had the two bots give advice for TikTok influencers. And TD Sharma Marshall has more.
3: In a small competition between the two top chatbots today, We asked ChatGPT4 and Google's Bard the same question. How should a TikTok influencer deal with it if the U.S. government decides to move forward with a ban on TikTok? Tensions keep rising between America and the Chinese Communist Party. The possibility of a TikTok ban to protect U.S. citizens' data seems to draw closer each day. I asked some people on the street what they would do if TikTok was banned.
4: I use it a lot, like way too much. So I definitely cut down my screen time, which would be good. I'd probably just go to Instagram, honestly, or like a different app that comes up. But I'd probably just live my life, go, you know, have, I'll be sad, because I do really love it. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of like entertaining.
3: With Instagram, they have this thing called Instagram Reels, which is like, essentially like TikTok. But the only difference is like, usually when I use like Reels, it's like not on purpose. Like I just click on one thing, and then I'm down this loophole, So it's like, it traps you into that. To start out, ChatGPT4's answer was more extensive and detailed. Bard's answer was pretty basic. It Essentially said to switch platforms, start a website or blog, partner with creators, and collaborate with brands. Bard gets points for also suggesting to use social media ads, which ChatGPT4 didn't recommend. But ChatGPT4 gave a few more answers in addition to Bard's suggestions. First, back up your content, download and save your videos for later, adapt your content to different platforms, and focus on building a brand. Strengthen your personal brand by creating a unique style, theme, or niche that sets you apart from other content creators. This simple test did seem to put ChatGPT 4 in the number one spot, but OpenAI did get a head start with an earlier product release. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: Arkansas is suing Meta and TikTok. The state claims the social media giants are making their platforms manipulative and addictive to children on purpose. The lawsuits allege that both companies violated the state's Deceptive Trade Practices Act. Arkansas says Meta creates their products using complex algorithms designed to, quote, exploit human psychology and foster addiction to maximize user screen time. The lawsuit against TikTok alleges that the app routinely exposes the data of Arkansas's consumers to access and exploitation by the Chinese Communist Party. COVID-19 vaccines harmed Americans and the U.S. economy in 2022. That's according to a new report called the Vaccine Damage Project from Finance Technologies. It estimates COVID-19 vaccines led to over 26 million injuries last year and cost the U.S. economy nearly $148 billion. That includes damages from injuries, disabilities, and excess deaths. But the company says the actual cost could be higher because the report didn't include secondary effects. For example, lost productivity due to injured people working at reduced capacity. The report used the data from the government, the U.N., and other studies. The founder of the firm said Pfizer and Moderna made about $11.5 billion last year from their COVID vaccines. He tweeted, for every $1 they made, it cost the U.S. economy $13, quite the negative societal return on investment. The report calls for monitoring the long-term impact of vaccine damage because it's an important economic cost. And the CDC now says and knew about safety irregularities for the COVID vaccine earlier than we thought. Here's the story.
1: The Epoch Times this week published files obtained from the CDC via a Freedom of Information Act request. The files show that in May of 2022, the CDC found more than 700 signals that the vaccines could cause adverse events. Such adverse events include acute heart failure and death. It was previously thought the CDC detected the signals in July 2022. When the CDC conducted its first analysis, employees identified more than 200 signals for Pfizer's shot and 93 signals for Moderna's vaccine. Senator Ron Johnson, the top Republican on the Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, said federal health agencies have ignored the flashing alarms of their own safety surveillance systems since early 2021. They have ignored my oversight letters and lied about what analyses they have performed. It is well past time for the American public to be told the truth. NTD reached out to the CDC for comment, but didn't immediately hear back.
0: On Tuesday, the WHO issued a new guidance. It says most people don't need an additional COVID-19 booster. It says the medium priority group is still advised to get one booster, but no additional ones because there isn't as much public health benefits anymore. The updated guidance is a change from before. The WHO used to recommend additional boosters. And the CDC is also advising against the second updated booster. The CDC says it will continue to closely monitor the data. Starbucks former chief Howard Schultz, defended himself and the company at a Senate hearing in Washington today. It's about allegations of union busting against Starbucks. Here's Senator Bernie Sanders today. He's the chair of the Senate Health, Education, Labor and Pensions Committee.
2: Over the past 18 months, Starbucks has waged the most aggressive and illegal union busting campaign in the modern history of our country. That union-busting campaign has been led by Howard Schultz, the multi-billionaire founder and director of Starbucks, who is with us this morning only under the threat of subpoena. Starbucks
0: was accused of illegally firing pro-union baristas and spying on workers as hundreds of stores started organizing unions in late 2021. At the hearing today, Schultz said those are allegations and Starbucks has not broken the law. He also says he didn't have a direct role in firing pro-union workers or closing unionized stores. He let the CEO Post in March, but is still on the board. He also says Starbucks pays much better than most companies of its type.
3: baristas in our stores earn on average $17.50. Respectfully, that's more than the minimum wage of every senator that's represented a state on this committee. Including respectfully Chairman Sanders, where the minimum wage in Vermont is $1318. We're at $17.50. Republicans defended Schultz,
0: praising Starbucks' competitive wages, health benefits, and the stock buyback program for employees and other benefits. It's so the House's turn today to grill regulators over Silicon Valley Bank's failure. The banking system's top cop today says many factors are to blame from bank executives, Federal Reserve supervisors, and other regulators. Fed Chair for Supervision Michael Barr criticized SVB for going months without a chief risk officer. Meanwhile, representatives from both parties pressed Barr on why the Fed did not act more forcefully, given its supervisors had been raising issues with the bank for months. Barr said the Fed would look into it. One lawmaker mentioned for over a year there was no vice-chairman for supervision at the Fed. I took my post up in July of this of last year, July
3: 2022.
0: Ju- July of 2022. So between January 20th, 2021 and July of 2022, who was in
2: charge as vice-chairman of supervision at the Federal Reserve?
3: Th- there was no vice-chairman for supervision during that time period. And
2: from the turn of administration, we did not have a vice-chairman
0: of supervision from January 20, 2021, uh, until July of 2022. And that is precisely the time frame, colleagues, when this bank's business strategy went awry. The failures of SVB and days later Signature Banks set off a broader loss of confidence in the banking sector, stroking fears of a full-blown financial crisis. Markets have calmed down since. However, investors remain wary of more troubles lurking. Meanwhile, regulators say the overall financial system remains strong but will review their policies to try to prevent future collapses. Proposed legislation in the Senate would require bank executives to return their compensation if their banks fail. A bipartisan group of senators has introduced a bill. It would empower federal regulators to hold executives of failed banks responsible for the costs that failures exact on the banking system and the economy. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation would have to retrieve all or part of the pay the executives would have gotten in the five years before a failure. According to the legislation, bank holding company investors would also have to bear the losses of the insured depository institution. A surprise announcement by Swiss bank UBS has rehired its old boss, Sergio Armati, as CEO to steer its massive takeover of local rival credit suites. The move highlights the challenges that UBS is facing in the merger. NTD's Chris Beers reports.
2: UBS is rehiring its old boss to deal with the sudden takeover of local rival Credit Suisse. The lender said Wednesday that Sergio Armadi would return. He faces the tough challenge of laying off thousands of staff. He must also cut back Credit Suisse's investment bank and reassure markets that UBS is a safe place for their cash. Armadi led the bank for close to a decade from 2011 to 2020 and is due to return on April 5th. UBS wants to take advantage of his experience of rebuilding the bank after the global financial crisis. It recently bought Credit Suisse in a merger pushed through by Swiss authorities. Credit Suisse ran into several difficulties following years of scandals, and the deal made UBS Switzerland's only global bank. It is now underpinned by $170 billion in state loans and guarantees. Some see it as a risky move, given it now means the Swiss economy is more dependent on a single lender. UBS shares rose over 2% following the news about Armadi. The bank said current CEO Ralph Hamers would step down in the interests of the country, but stay on as an advisor. And
0: Armadi's job won't be easy. With a new center report today saying Credit Suisse, now part of UBS, Helped Americans dodge taxes. The Senate Finance Committee said today that Credit Suisse violated a plea agreement with U.S. authorities by failing to report secret offshore accounts. The committee pointed to an ongoing, possibly criminal conspiracy tied to an American account of nearly $100 million. Credit Suisse allegedly helped another American businessman hide more than $220 million in offshore accounts from the IRS. The bank also found another 23 accounts, each worth more than $20 million, that were not declared. It's more than $700 million in total. Credit Suisse pleaded guilty in 2014 to conspiracy to aid and assist American taxpayers evading the IRS. The bank paid a $1.3 billion fine to the Department of Justice. The Swiss lender said it does not tolerate tax evasion. Now taking a break, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, please email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, college tuition fees soaring. The cost for some Ivy League schools surpassing $80,000 a year. Is the government to blame? A former Department of Education official weighs in. Welcome back. College tuition fees keep rising. Ivy League schools, Yale, for example, are inching toward $90,000 a year. Fees at Yale increase around $10K annually. And for public colleges, costs more than doubled since the 2000s. Now, why is this happening? It seems like there's an increased demand according to bankrate.com. College graduates are more likely to become higher earners Some studies show that people with a bachelor's degree earn more than those with a high school diploma. In fact, around 65% more. But there are other reasons as well. For more, we talk to a former Education Department official. Joining me is Adam Kissel, former Deputy Assistant Secretary for the Department of Education and Visiting Fellow Heritage Foundation. Why is tuition for Ivy Leagues rising so much? I think Yale broke $80,000 last year. And at the same time, over the past 20 years, college public colleges increased 179% on average for tuition fees. Is, is that overpriced to you?
4: Well, people are willing to pay it, but they can pay it because student loans are so easy to get. Colleges keep raising tuition because they can. The New York Federal Reserve Bank found that for every new dollar, in subsidized student loans, colleges will raise their prices 60 cents.
0: So you're saying they can. So the question is, we're in a free marketplace. So what's the problem? Colleges should be able to charge as much as they want, right? So why why is this discussion so prominent?
4: Well, if we had a truly free market and student loans were privatized, then we'd know what college would really cost and we'd have supply and demand working correctly. But instead, we have almost $2 trillion of student debt. And that's because $1.6 trillion of that is subsidized or funded by the federal government. So we don't have a free market in higher education because there's so much interference by the federal government.
0: I see. So is that one of the big causes for why tuitions are rising so fast, government?
4: Yes, government really is the the main reason why, why tuition has risen so much. Now, people will still want to pay for the elite colleges. We still have great names in the United States, and people are willing to pay top dollar to have that name on their diplomas. So uh, they might even be able to raise their prices more. And we know that people can still make maybe a million dollars more by having a college degree than if they didn't.
0: Is, is there a problem here in, in your view? Is, should we just keep going with this kind of thing?
4: No, we need uh, massive reform of student loans because that is what will really keep tuition from rising the crazy way that it has. So that means privatizing student loans to the degree we can, ending the unlimited loan amounts in what are called the PLUS programs, where you can be a graduate student and take out endless amounts of money. And it means keeping the subsidy for student loans as uh, close to the actual market rate as possible.
0: Now, what has been the impact uh, of too, too high tuition fees?
4: Well, we see this uh, terrible uh, $2 trillion crisis in student loans. So when you have huge tuition, you end up with huge student loans. And then you have people who are delaying marriage, delaying uh, family, because they feel like they're not able to afford the rest of their lives. So it's a real problem in American society, and again, caused by the government loans.
0: What is the solution here?
4: Well, I think that if we look at the federal government being the bad actor for tuition increase, we need to get the federal government out of manipulating the market. So that means, again, saying to uh, students, you should pay the market rate for your student loans, we're not gonna subsidize you any more than politics will bear. And it means cutting its tough love for colleges, saying, you know, maybe you can't have 150 DEI diversity administrators at the University of Michigan, they have in fact 163 You'll just have to spend the money on the classroom after all.
0: Now, Adam, if we do get government less involved in this, do you think tuition fees will start coming down or maybe a slower rise in tuition costs?
4: Well, uh, inflation is still going up, right? And so we're going to continue to see a rise in tuition almost no matter what we do. But we have some colleges that have kept tuition flat for year after year after year, like Purdue University maybe 10 years in a row now, something like that. So it can be done. Schools that are responsible and care about their students will keep tuition flat or even try to decrease it. Uh, The greedy ones will keep raising tuition just because they can.
0: All right, thank you so much, Adam. Thanks for coming on.
4: Thanks so much, appreciate it.
0: Taking a break, but still to come, Lamborghini unveils a new plug-in hybrid that even your rich neighbor probably can't afford. What's it like? And for the first time ever, the FDA approves an opioid overdose antidote for over-the-counter use. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. Lamborghini has unveiled a new hybrid sports car. It's called Rivelto. It has three electric motors and a v twelve gasoline engine. That combination gives drivers thirteen different driving modes to choose from. The Italian manufacturer says the Rivelto can produce one thousand horsepower. And as for why it's plug-in hybrid and not fully electric, Lamborghini says that the batteries a full EV requires to keep the same performance. Will make the car too heavy no price point has been revealed but chances are you can't afford it lamborghini has said plug-in hybrids will cost significantly more than the models they replace the last v12 model the company produced retailed for half a million dollars so it costs more than that the fight against opioid overdoses got a boost today for the first time the food and drug administration approved an over-the-counter version of the opioid antidote narcan That will make the life-saving medication more widely available. Narcan is a nasal spray and is made by Emergent Biosolutions. The company said it will be on shelves and online retailers by late summer. According to official data, drug-related overdose deaths in the United States rose about 15% year-over-year to more than 100,000 in 2021. According to a new study, steady friendships may be an asset to your physical health. The study was published Monday in the journal Society for Personality and Social Psychology. It found that good friends and good physical health may be even more closely linked than previously thought. Researchers discovered positive societal experiences impact person's stress level and ability to cope. But social relationships which bounce between good and bad can often be unhelpful. When there's a lot of volatility, the negative experiences seem to have a bigger impact on a person than the positive. And that's all today from the NTD business team and myself, Don and Mike. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. If you have any news, tips or feedback for the show, please email us at business at ntd.com. Thank you for watching and we see you tomorrow.